Hushed whispers started softly, intermittently, before rising in a steady crescendo that peaked at a deafening roar. The momentum stalled and plummeted to a silent lull as the bus ground to an abrupt, rattling stop. The fierce thud of angry footsteps began at the front of the bus and ended at the last seat, where Kamiko Nishimura hid beneath an austere appearance and a broad-brimmed hat. Fear, unbidden and distasteful, rose in her throat and filled her nose with an unwelcome stench. She masked the trembling of her hands by clasping them primly on her lap, keeping her head down and eyes glued to the floor. A pair of polished black shoes entered her line of vision, accompanied by a looming presence hovering over her. I want you off my bus, the driver demanded. Fury clipped his words and induced a quake in his voice. Slowly, Miko tipped back her head and raised her gaze to meet his. Hatred darkened his eyes, while a vein throbbed in his neck at a frenetic beat. The man clenched his beefy fists and leaned toward her. I won't stand for a Jap on my bus. My nephew died at Pearl Harbor along with many fine men. You Japs are all a bunch of- The words spewing forth from his lips were unfit for anyone to hear, especially a bus filled with women, children, and a few older couples. Appalled and mortified, Miko refused to cower or allow any hint of her tumultuous emotions to show. The impassive expression on her face throughout his tirade further enraged the driver. He grabbed her arm in a bruising grip, as though the mere contact with her sleeve might impart a ghastly disease. He jerked his hand back and wiped it along the side of his trousers. If you don't get off right now, so help me, I'll throttle you with my bare hands. Now move! Terrified by the thought of what the man might do in his agitated state, Miko picked up her handbag and rose to her feet. Remarkably tall, she stood a few inches above the man who appeared ready to shoot her on the spot. If he had a gun in his possession, she held no doubt he would have blasted a hole through her without blinking. Regal and poised, she draped a dark blue raincoat over her arm and lifted her suitcase. The driver blocked her path, glaring at her as though his unconcealed malice might somehow bring about her swift demise. Adamant that no one on the bus realized the depths of her unnerved state, she took a step forward. Pardon me, please, she said, her tone calm and even. The driver seared her ears with another round of his opinions about the Japanese in general, and her in particular as he stomped down the aisle and opened the door. Several people tossed jeering comments at her as she walked to the front of the bus. Miko focused straight ahead, her face unreadable, and made her way down the steps with all the grace of a queen. Don't you ever sneak on another bus, you dirty Jap! The driver yelled and closed the door before her feet touched the ground. Barely giving her time to step away, he pulled back on the road with surprising speed, tossing gravel in his wake. Miko remained unmoving until the bus disappeared around a bend in the road. The erect posture she maintained melted, and her shoulders slumped forward in defeat.
No matter how many times she'd been called names or insulted in the days since Japan had attacked Pearl Harbor in December, each occurrence left her dejected and wounded in spirit. Miko possessed a fierce patriotism for America, as did each member of her family. Yet, because of their Japanese ancestry, many people regarded them with suspicion and loathing, convinced they served as spies. The utter ridiculousness of the idea might have left her amused if the situation hadn't been so dire. In January, the city of Portland voided all business licenses held by Japanese residents. The ruling hadn't affected her father's business, however, and the Nishimura family continued living daily life in a normal manner for the next month. Then, President Roosevelt had issued an order in February authorizing the Secretary of War to protect the country from espionage and sabotage by removing individuals posing a threat. Nervous and dreading the outcome of the order, Miko and her family went on about their business. Like well-watered weeds, Rumors flourished that the government planned to evacuate all Japanese people from the West Coast to military areas.